Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome back into another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week here on the ESPN Chicago app. And we roll into week two in the NFL, week three in the college game, which does not feature a ton of great games, but I have a feeling we'll hit on a few. Mikey, it's good to talk to you uh, and all the listeners again. And as always, you know, you go from week one to week two, and lots of times we see we see great overreactions, uh, but uh, the weekend was still somewhat profitable, and we continue to give out winners here on the Odds Cup. Yeah, Carm, you were one and one, in, uh, if, and I was uh, basically one and three. I, I called the upset, uh, which it, it is covering the spread with Arizona. Uh, but then I hit uh, on both prop bets that I gave to everybody before the season, baseball season. Last night, uh, 81 and a half. I had thought it was 82. I looked it up, 81 and a half. Texas goes over yep. uh, after getting uh, uh, hot the, the last five, six, seven games. They've won six in a row. And the Cubs. So we go three and three. I go three and three. You go one and one. We're 11 and seven overall. Uh, but you know what? I mean, it was a learning experience on some things that we saw, uh, some some just disastrous results here in Chicago. Yeah. The Cubs struggling, and the Bears are absolutely right now uh, in need of a win more than anybody I can think of in the last five years in the National Football League. <laughs> there, there's, yeah, maybe maybe two teams this weekend that I, well, one I have great faith in bouncing back, and we'll get to them a little bit later because okay. they're a much better football team. I don't know what to expect. Look, I, I, the Bears were a favorite or a pick in this game, you know, uh, on Saturday uh, right. of last weekend. Then the debacle happens on Sunday. You couple that with Tampa playing reasonably well and winning on the road as an underdog outright in Minnesota. And, of course, now uh, when the lines got posted, you were looking mostly at Tampa Bay minus three. I grabbed it, figuring it would go back down uh, under a field goal. It did. That's where it is right now. The Bears getting two and a half. I have them getting three. I put a little on that earlier in the week, expecting them to bounce back. But who the hell knows with this team? That was a debacle, and they really do need to bounce back with a trip to Kansas. Kansas City on deck, Mike. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, the, the schedule's not going to be kind. Uh, these were two games at the beginning of the season, Carmen, that they were favored in. Yep. Look, I know you can blame a lot of people. It's a team breakdown, an organizational breakdown right now. It was a bad showing for the coaching staff. Uh, I didn't give higher than a, a D for grades. Mm. Uh, I gave Fields enough. I gave uh, the offensive line a D- minus only because they did rush the football a little bit. Yes. Uh, the wide receivers, non-existent. Uh, so uh, I, I know the offensive line. Look, folks, uh, Kirk Cousins, I hear him taking abuse. And, you know, they get rid of his weapons like Stephon Diggs and, and Thieland, and they keep one that's w- worth a lot of money, who made a mistake last night. Yeah, but, I hate that rule, but, man, I hate I mean, you can't make one. that mistake. And yet that today I'm hearing one. a guy that threw for four touchdowns, no interceptions, who's been hit more than oh, any yeah. quarterback in yeah. football over the last two years and who has had, had an offensive line last night that was like a sieve. And yeah. I got to hear Justin yeah. Field doesn't have a good offensive line. Yeah. Win a game. You were traded up for. Win a game. I was told you were the cat's meow. You know what? You're not. But you've got to show these people who had so much faith in you, 95% of the fan base, 
80% of the media who have stuck their necks out for you, and you're making everybody look bad, and so is the rest of this football team. And here's what I would do, Carm. It's a good point. Cousins was under a lot of duress again yesterday. Mike's talked about it. That line right now, they they played without their starting center. They were down to their third string left tackle. Fields would be out. Third string left tackle. And uh, thank you very much, Kirk Cousins, for staying strong because uh, you got us to the window for those of us that had Vikings plus the seven. I hit the the Mike North whammo, if you know what that is. The whammo is you take the money line with Philadelphia, winner. And you take the six and a half with Minnesota. Winner. They hit it both. Winner, and they winner, hit it both. Dinner. But let me tell it. you something. I hear Kirk uh, Cousins taking abuse. That guy, if he's not on that team, they're garbage. That kid is a tough competitor, man, with oh, nothing. Yeah. And, ju- oh, yeah. and don't. This guy, that re- they would have won if he don't fumble at the one-yard line. That was bad. I know. I know. I hate that rule, but you got to be cognizant you, of it, and it was probably too risky Hey, you of a know, play. it's one of I the know, worst rules. There's no I doubt, but it. you got to hold on to it. Yeah. You're reaching over, totally. and, and you know what? What are you doing? I mean, you do, you, you're a talented receiver, but he even knew it. He's pointing at himself. Yeah, and he knew. Kirk, Kirk yeah. Herbstreit, please. Don't say the guy's a man because he's taken the blame. It is his fault. Right, of course. What's he supposed to do? My God. Do you know uh, it's made the rounds all over social media after last night's 159-yard receiving performance, Justin Jefferson would already be the Bears' all-time leading receiver. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, And and if you tell him last night about that, he'll go, yeah, but I blew the game for my team. I know, exactly. Because it was goal to goal. Exactly. uh, First and goal. What are you doing? I, I always get depressed when I look at the Bears uh, franchise leaders in receiving and re- receiving touchdowns. Ken Cavanaugh well, is the Bears' all-time leading uh, pass catcher in terms of uh, receiving touchdowns. He played his last game in December of 1950. It's depressing, Mike. Johnny Morris is what John, is my Johnny's guy. Still the, Johnny's still the all-time leader. Walter Payton, who had to catch balls out of the backfield. But my yeah. point is this. Let's quit blaming the offensive line, folks, because I'm going to tell you this right now. I see it every week. It's a week-to-week thing. Sometimes the lines, there's 20, 22 li- uh, lines that are below average or average, and you go on a week-to-week basis. There's basically eight maybe good offensive lines in yeah. all football. So quit using that excuse for Justin Fields. And even Carmen Yurko, I saw that great, that great cut that you guys did. You're absolutely right about the offensive line. But in the promo, folks, Fields is back to pass in their own promo. I counted 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 go. He still got the ball. Well, there's no doubt he uh, he needs to play better. I mean, oh come I, on. It, there's no uh, there's no other way to put it. I mean, he there's a lot if of. If you didn't to go replace around. the last guy, regardless of anybody says that last guy's going to keep coming up in Twitter conversations and everything else. Show everybody yeah. who wanted Trubisky out of town. Show them why, because I'm starting to wonder about people because I'm point, seeing a five and twenty-two record with right. a quarterback that cannot win a football game under any circumstances. And at some point, you got to just put this offense on your back, and and I don't That's mean right. run, and I don't mean just uh, that he's got to run the ball every time. That's not what I'm talking about. He's got to do what Kirk Cousins did last night. You're absolutely. Right. I mean, he, he absolutely has to at some point put this offense on his back. We know it's got. You know its what deficiencies. I heard, Carm? You know what I heard? I heard. Well, you know, uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins gets beat up because like he won seven, eight games in the last possession, right? Then mm-hmm. I hear, well. You know, this guy uh, uh, for the Raiders, you know, and for New Orleans or for New they lost eight of 11 games by a touchdown or less. 
so the quarterback couldn't get it done. Well, which one is it now? Do yeah. you want the quarterback that's going to come from behind and win you games, or are you going to cry about a quarterback that couldn't get it done for you? Nobody, certain quarterbacks can't win, and Kirk Cousins is the photo child after last night's performance of him taking the blame today. Give me a break. Yeah. Did you see that defense? Well, I mean, they gave up how many yards? Right 254 two, two, yards, two, two, and yeah, I got to hear about Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Come yeah. on. No, yeah, amen. Uh, so the Bears are going to deal with another pretty ferocious defensive line, too, so the offense better be prepared for it. Look, Vita Vea, uh, we know what he brings to the table. Can't see. I know he's a little bit banged up, and he appeared mm-hmm. on the injury report, but the rookie mm-hmm. flashed a little bit at times in Minnesota for Tampa's D-line last week. That Tampa D uh, is going to blitz a lot. Justin's been pretty good against the blitz in his career. We'll see how they handle it, but Tampa blitzed at a top-10 rate last year. They blitzed at the second-highest rate of any team in the NFL in Week 1, so well, they better be, be better. prepared for it this weekend. I'm going to pick every week 17-16. Bears. Last week I would have lost. 17-16 Bears because like you said, Carm, how do you know? Nobody knows. So I'm just going to just cavalierly say uh, hopefully we win 17-16. But this wasn't the plan no. that we're worried that, about Baker yeah. Mayfield. No. And he took his, he's taken 10 times more abuse than Justin Fields has ever taken and he's done some good things even in Cleveland. So you got to be careful. He's a gamer. That's what he is. You know, he played mistake-free last week, I guess. Absolutely. That's the best thing you'd say. You know, he didn't have a single turn, uh, turnover-worthy throw last week. Uh, he played, you know, relatively within the confines of that offense, made a couple of big plays down the field when he had to, used his legs to get too big to convert two big third downs on their Absolutely, final drive Carm. when they milked the clock away. So, you know, he, he did enough. I mean, you can't take it away from him. Minnesota shot itself in the foot with some of the mistakes it made in how, that opener last, last night, week. They but, did the same and thing. last night, too, you're 100% right. They had four turnovers within their own 25-yard own well, line. It, yes, exactly. How it, it, are it, you going to win any football well, games? And real quick, I would say this, too. I proposed something to the New York people from ESPN. My buddy Greeny, Danny Orflowski, who once predicted Fields would be an MVP, and other people. I predicted, why don't the Bears? Because if I own the Bears tomorrow, the first thing I'd do is offer Justin Fields to the Jets. Because if you have a quarterback that cannot run with that team, it won't matter. They have no offensive line, and you got a guy with escapability. And we could get a draft pick for him, and then we clean house if we don't make the playoffs, and it's either Deion Sanders or Harbaugh for me. And I'm not overreacting about Deion Sanders. I'm not. I'm well, just I'll telling tell you, you. He is. Oof, I'm not. So, right so what do you think of that, Carm? Because nobody's talking about I, I don't Justin think the Jets Field. want him. I don't, I, I, Absolutely. Honestly, exactly. I don't Thank you. Thank you. I mean, look, their quarterback it might be the worst in the league, but I think they'll go out and they'll look for better options. Well, you know what somebody said and on Twitter? I don't know that they've got the trade capital to make any kind of a deal out. I but, saw you know. this on Twitter today. Uh, I forget who it was. I apologize. How come Justin Fields doesn't take as much heat as Zach Wilson did? And I don't know the answer to that. I'm not on every day. I don't write every day. I do say what I have to say. I don't need a whole lot of time. But that's a good question because Zach Wilson won the game last week. And everybody thought because Rodgers got hurt, they lost, including that bar in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. That's a great story. (laughs) That is absolutely hilarious. I've been caught like that a couple of times. They all yeah. had to pay their tab at the end yeah, of the night. Absolutely. Uh, all right, coming up, our buddy Luke Pergani will join us. Jim Miller's got ponies later. We've oh, got yeah. best picks. We've got a really interesting board in week two here in the NFL to talk about, so don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting warmed up. We're the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Casino and Resort. You're listening to The Odds Couple. With Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. 
Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Casino and Resort. It's Carmen and Mike with you each and every week. So we're going to be on the air this Saturday replay at 1 in the afternoon. But of course, catch up on demand all weekend long with the ESPN Chicago app. And another app you should have on your smartphone. It's free. It's easy to use. And you can make money and have lots of fun. I've done it. We've all done it. We love it. It's the Prop Swap app, and one of the founding members joins us each and every week. We go out to the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline and say hello to Luke Pergandy. Oh, Prop Swap. What's up, guys? How are oh, you, buddy? Uh, you know, look, it's football, but we still love the race in the NL between Justin Steele oh, and uh, Blake Snell. Blake Snell, I watched some of Blake Snell's performance Wednesday night pitching against the Dodgers in L.A. It was fantastic. Uh, Justin Steele right there banging on the door. There were Ryder was really good this week, but he's already sort of taken himself out of it. He's a much longer shot at 50, 60 to 1 right now. This is a two-horse race, Luke, between Snell and Steele. We identified this months ago. We started talking about Justin Steele. Here he is still kind of knocking on the door, but Blake Snell is the favorite. What are you seeing in terms of action for those two pitchers right now? Yeah, I mean, it seems like we sell a giant Blake Snell ticket every week. Uh, We talked last week about that guy. He bet $500 on Blake Snell. It will cash for thirty thousand if he wins. Sold it on Propstar for fifteen thousand five hundred. Uh, at the time, buyer got the best price in the country on Blake Snell. It was about uh, minus one fifty. He was minus two hundred in the market. Fast forward to this week, Snell is now minus three sixty hmm. to win the NL Cy Young, and we sold a ticket at minus three twelve. Um, this guy bet a hundred bucks at thirty two to one odds. It was a ticket from Iowa. And he sold it on Propsop this week for twenty five hundred dollars. Awesome. So hundred bucks and twenty five hundred guaranteed. You know, buyer gets that gets the best price in the country, and uh, seller makes twenty five times his money. Yeah, that's smart. And if you had Justin Fields when we called it about uh, three weeks ago at eighteen to one, down to nine to one, down to seven to one, now close. You should have put it up for sale at Prop Swap already, unless you believe, like tonight, I believe he's pitching. Yes, he, he is. If he pitches a masterpiece tonight, if he throws like a eight strikeout, six shutout, then you know I know that Snell's the favorite right now. I look at dimensions just at the, for the fun of it uh, of Petco Park. It's 421 to right center, Not bad. 400 to center. <laughs> I mean, the, the Grand Canyon and Petco. I don't know what the difference is. I know this. Justin Steele pitches in a tougher ballpark yeah. uh, for pitchers than that guy does. That, that, all you have to do is ask the free agent hitters that go there outside of Machado uh, making headlines every so often and ask them if that park's conducive to hitting. So I think Steele's done a good job, less losses. But right now, I mean, I, I'm mystified by the – money line on him i really am i think Steele's right there don't you luke it's fair it's super fair um you know i i will say i i would i'll say this before this performance against la who of course is you know second best team in baseball sure before that i think it was it was closer but you know you have that type of of outing versus like a loaded dodger team i think it's probably snells to lose Mm. at this point Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fair point about the ballpark dimensions, super, Huge. super fair. 
<laughs> yeah, Snell was really – that's what's going to go a long way for him maybe at the end of the day. That start in L.A. the other night was good. But at the same time, if the Cubs make the playoffs and, and you know, Steele helps get them there, well, you know, also, maybe that swings voters. Uh, and also Arizona. Didn't Arizona just beat up on the Cubs? If, and Snell just beat Atlanta not too long ago. And I think everybody would agree their lineup's as loaded as, as oh, the yeah. Dodgers' lineup. So, tonight will be a good one for It's Steele. a big will, one tonight t- for Tonight will be a good one because it's yep. a team, again, in the play that they're chasing. And if they can beat them – you know, uh, the Diamondbacks are chasing the Cubs, I should say. But yep. it's, it's a team in that race, and if Steele puts up a good one tonight, I think that'll go a long way. Uh, overreactions yep. from week one, Luke. Uh, people uh, running to buy two uh, uh, MVP tickets, or what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, there we you go. know, he's, he's the new favorite. I Look, like, this Dolphins team is going to go as far as he can take them. I, I love the head coach. I would see two incredible receivers. And to me, like, there's just injury risk there. That's, yep, that's all I the know, two uh, I know. MVP thing comes down to. Like, he's like, to me, he's like Reggie Ray in Varsity Blues. Like, just <laughs> one one concussion away from not not playing football ever again. I would never, ever wish that upon anyone. Right. But just, you know, you look at his history, it's, it's there. So, that's my concern with Tua. Um, you know, I, <laughs> the Bears have went from 50, we went from 50 to 1 Super Bowl odds to 125 to one in one week. I, I'm looking at the board. I don't see any other movers as as uh, big as that, up or down. Um, well, I'll Fields, tell you. I'll tell you what. Field big... odds are still like 15 to one uh-huh. to win MVP, but that's oh. just because they the books have so much action on Justin Fields. So it's interesting that the Bears' odds have moved much more than the Justin Fields. One of the great phenomena of our time: a guy that craps the bed in a lot of weeks. Five and twenty-two hasn't won a game at eleven, and he's sixteen to one. That's all you need to know about the populace, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I said if he won MVP, I'd sleep in. The, I'd be in the sleeping bag in front of the studios on State Street all night, and I don't have to do that. It's not going to happen. It's not I would. I would ask you guys this: when you look at Colorado, Luke, what's going on as far as prop swaps concerned? I love Deion Sanders. I would. It's either Harbaugh or Sanders as the Bears next head coach if this doesn't work out in my world what's deal with Colorado right now people people did people buy tickets at the beginning because of him yeah that's a that's a great question story story of college football for sure, sure. Uh, locally we of course have a big Ohio State Notre Dame matchup next week but story of college football with the Colorado Buffaloes Shadur Sanders has went from 200 to one odds and he's now down to 20 to one yeah and you know <laughs> I, I'm not sure I, I disagree with the movement. I mean, he looks amazing. Obviously, he's going to have to battle with Caleb Williams at USC and viewers at Texas, but, like, I think he should be lower than that. Like, he, you can still get him at 30-1 to 1 on FanDuel. He's 20-1 to 1 at DraftKings. So, yeah, story of the year. They, they play um, – they have USC, I believe, next weekend. Two weeks. Obviously, two weeks. Massive. They've got they, they've two got, weeks. They've yeah. got Oregon massive. next week, and then he'll duel with Caleb against USC uh, in Boulder in two weeks. That's going to be great. If and yeah, like that'll I really guess. be interesting, Luke, to see what that game looks like and how he plays and what the Heisman Heisman odds will do. Then that'll be a good one. Totally, like super good matchup. I mean, look, yeah. like he's the Pac-12 falling apart, and yep. Deion yep. Sanders has everyone staring at Colorado. So he's amazing. It's been such a cool story and. Uh, you know that the two-way kid, Travis Hunter, like yep. he's playing both ways. Like there's there's so many fun storylines in Colorado. And the yep. Colorado State coach sounded like my father. 
<laughs> and my Norvell. father's been dead since. <laughs> and my father's been dead since '95. I don't know let's why. Just, wait, let's just play it right. Don't poke the bear, Mike. my God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't okay. Know uh, it's great uh, stuff, <laughs> Luke. Uh, have a good weekend, buddy. We appreciate yeah, Luke, the time care. as always, and we'll talk again next Friday. Thank you, guys. You too. All right, buddy. See you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got to tell you. I mean, I heard this coach. I look. He doesn't have to play. Are you out of your mind? Leave the guy alone. Look. I love Deion Sanders because, quite frankly, we're the same type of guys. We trash talk. We tell it like it is. We are confident. I've been that way my whole life. That doesn't mean everybody's got to buy it. They underestimate you like they underestimate him, Carm. I'm telling you right now, here's what I'd do, folks. Carm, you like this idea? I'd tell Deion Sanders if the Bears don't make the playoffs this year. It's your Harbaugh. I'll give you 1% of ownership. Now, you say, Mike, they'll never do that. Well, maybe they <laughs> wouldn't, right? But you know what? What, what are the Bears worth to you? Four, four billion, well, what, five billion? What Forbes, Forbes says they're worth, I think, roughly about $5 billion, I think, okay. is the Forbes Let's say at, by the time they sold the team, I want Eric to listen. This is business, folks. This is retail. This is how it's done. It's, it's Charlie listening. Everybody. Charlie. Charlie's too busy taping. Uh, Charlie's going. I got to get the ad up. Anyway. (laughs) He's taping wires down here at Buffalo Wild. I know. He's he's down there. He's crawling. Uh, I see him. Charlie, take it easy. All I'm going to tell you is this. If I said to Deion Sanders, I'm the new owner of the Bears, and Eberflus, if you don't win and make the playoffs this year, I'm hiring Sanders. Well, Sanders would go the other day. Somebody said, well, he wants to just coach the kids. No, he doesn't. Here's what's going to happen. I'll give you 1% ownership. Now. Do you know what one percent of of six billion bucks is? Sixty uh, million. That's a lot. I think yeah. I Sixty think that million bucks right. plus your salary. So that's it. You want it or not? Period. End of story. <laughs> You're going big for Dion. I love it. Well, I'm going big for Dion yeah. or Harbaugh. You want to talk about two opposites? Oh, I like Harbaugh. One guy looks like uh, one guy looks like P. Diddy. The other guy looks like Woody Hayes. Where am I going here? Maybe if uh, maybe if. Pittsburgh has a bad year. They'll fire Tomlin, and the Bears can go. No, I'm just kidding. We're throwing all kinds of crazy. Oh, you mean the guy that replaced there. Mitch last year, and they lost that game and didn't make the playoffs by a game? That guy. Oh, he finishes above 500. How'd they do last week? Not good. Don't remind me. Oh, uh, oh I'm I, sorry, Car, but you did oh win one and one, so that's I fine. I did. I did. Yeah. I, I oh, that won that. Ugly. I went that the other way on the media pool on that. Holy cow! Good job by you. All right, yeah. coming up, we will uh, go through some more of the games here in okay, week two. Bill. And we got some college games as well that we want to talk about. We're coming right back. Don't go anywhere. We're the Odds Couple presented by Circa Casino and Resort. This is the Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by Circuit Casino and Resort. Mike and Carmen with each and every week on the ESPN Chicago app. Encore replay this Saturday coming up at 1. Uh, oh, baby. Yeah, I love that uh, 1 o'clock. It would be perfect. Uh, looking at some of the other week two games, yep. Lions look to run for 2-0. and They've had extra time to prepare. They host the Seahawks this weekend, and the Lions looking uh, at about a 5, uh, looking to be about a 5-point favorite right now. Seattle. Uh, remember, likely down both their starting tackles for this game. They had to sign Jason Peters this week. Jason Peters is 41. Oh, my so. God, I saw that. How about that? Something yeah. to definitely consider, and that's uh, that's The last good time I saw somebody that like him backpedal like he did with the uh, – uh, it was me when after my fifth scotch, okay? <laughs> my God. Listen, this is a tough spot, I think, yeah. against that Lions – 
defensive front, uh, an offense that struggled mightily in week one, 62%, uh, 62% success rate on all series in the matchup against the Rams. L.A. ran 32 more plays than the Seahawks, and the Rams outgained the Seahawks that was a big win by nearly me, 250 LA. yards. I mean, it's crazy. Nice yeah, job I on had, that look one. At, you, know, you know what? Matthew Stafford, this is what we were talking about with Kurt Cousins. You know, I heard Matthew Stafford, and I know that we had beaten up on Matthew Stafford during the mid-years, okay? I, I heard criticism, a change of scenery. That's why I proposed Cousins, or I proposed Fields to the Jets. Uh, because I think if Cousins went to the Jets now, let's say a guy, I heard That's Brett something Hundley, to follow. That's something to follow. Right? Isn't yeah. he like, right? Because I'm going to tell you something. Cousins reminds me of Warren Moon. Warren Moon had to five, spend five years in Canada, which is ridiculous in itself. But he was only on, he was so talented, but his teams just weren't good enough. And he'd get him to a certain point and then fizzle. You know what I mean, Carl? Yes. Yeah. That's how he is to me. He gets four touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, kinda, I don't disagree. I mean, that's kind of been, you know, his career. And he's been to blame for some of it, but he gets them there. Yeah. You know? I think he, he's the only guy that is somewhat like Rodgers, not as mobile, same way as Rodgers, rifle arm. I mean, you know, a quick decision-making, uh, doesn't want to get killed, gets rid of the ball. Sometimes they call it happy feet. Sometimes they call it survival. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, no. I, I think you like that idea. I could tell when you like that idea because yeah. you go, um, like that, you smack <laughs> your lips. I know. Nope. No play for me in Seahawks Lions. No. Uh, I might have know, a play kind at of the in end. no man. It's kind of in no man's land at four and a half five. I will say this: breakfast football has been a specialty of sorts for Pete Carroll. The Seahawks are an incredible. Listen to this: nineteen and seven straight up, playing in the early window in the wow. Eastern Time Zone since twenty ten. That is beyond belief. Good folks. That is not against the spread. That is nineteen and seven straight up. So and he's this a has great sort coach. of been one of his specialties. He's a great coach, but he is. I, I do not like the way Geno Smith and that offense looked last week. And if you're down two starting tackles, I don't know, with extra time for the Lions against that front, I don't know how you go in there um, and win that game. Of course they don't have to. They could lose by a field goal and cover. No play for me, but some interesting stuff for us. Yeah, uh, I haven't made Lions. a decision on that game, but uh, I got some strong ammo leaning right now. Okay. Lean, a three-leaner. We haven't done that for a while. Uh, we haven't Towards done that in a while, yeah. Seattle. Okay. I mean, the, the, the trend will say it right there. I mean, again, I don't know how you can't love the fact that Whatever he's done to get them ready to play when their body clock's uh, probably a little bit off playing in that early window, it has not been a problem for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. It's just an incredible uh, streak. And a lot of that is with a great defense that they don't necessarily have anymore. A lot of that is with prime Russell Wilson. I get it, but that's really an incredible number when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, so. and you know what? I, I got one other fun uh, fun uh, trend, if you will. I don't know if it's a trend. The last 25 or 30 games I saw um, – with teams that are all in one that need a win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, the next week. Yeah. They're only like 35% against the spread. Yeah. So they lose. I mean, some teams go 0-2, folks. So, of you course, know? there's always. Like Minnesota did last night. Like Minnesota, absolutely. Yep. Chief Jaguar's interesting uh, this weekend as the Chiefs hit the Who road. Who is Chief Jaguar? Is he a man I of uh, what I tribe he's, is he? Uh, he's coming over to Buffalo Wild Wings right now. <laughs> Chiefs, Jaguars on the road in Jayville. Jaguars getting about three and a half at home. Doug Peterson uh, versus Andy Reid's always kind of a cool thing. Oh, Peterson, yeah. of course, coached under Andy Reid both in Philly and in KC for seven years. Travis Kelsey returned to practice this week, albeit in limited fashion, but he's trending in a good direction. Chris Jones also ended the holdout. So those are two good things for the Chiefs. Uh, they do not want to start 0-2, that's for sure. 
Kadarius Tony had an all-time clunker in week oh. one. He posted a negative 2.29 EPA per play in pass targets. I got to imagine he's better, and I got to imagine they even tried to feed him the ball a little bit early just to show some confidence in him. Mahomes really kept talking him up after the game last week and all during this week at practice. But that's one of the better games, I think, on the week on the card this weekend. Chiefs-Jaguars should be close and intriguing, Mike. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a better card in the NFL than it is in college football. We'll get to them in a little bit, but uh, yeah. You're right about that, Carm. I think that, you know, naturally Mahomes, uh, you know, is down about what happened, but it wasn't his fault. I'm never going to blame Mahomes for something that happened that uh, should have probably been scored. There's some tough games out there. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what to make of, uh, for instance, there, there's a lot of either-way games. I mean... Are we sure the Giants are four points better than Arizona when they stayed in a game Good with point. Washington, you know? And after Arizona had a 40 to nothing clunker, and this is where the soft schedule came in from last year, right. is it not? Yeah. You've been talking oh, about yeah. that for a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know. Uh, another interesting game is the Sunday night matchup, Dolphins-Patriots, where the Patriots will look to avoid an 0-2 start at home. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, as someone who had Pats plus 3.5 last week, Not I, could teach, I could teach a class on examining that game and how sometimes the bets just don't go your way. Right. It's impossible that the Patriots didn't cover that spread. I agree. Impossible, and they didn't. I, I mean, agree. It, it, the fourth quarter was so crazy and that they failed to cover. I still can't get my mind around it, Mike. With that said, I thought New England did a lot of good things. Tua has had Belichick's number for whatever reason. In games yes, he, he started the, uh, against the Pats, Tua's 4-0 straight up and against the And New England is dogs at home. I know, but I kind of – the only thing that is preventing me from giving out the Patriots as a best bet is the health or lack thereof of their offensive line. They're starting centered in play last week and hasn't practiced this week. Trent Brown's in concussion protocol. I mean, they could be down three or four starters on their O-line, and that's what scares me about giving this out as a best play. I really do like uh, a big lean, though, like Mike would say, Patriots plus the three here. I think Belichick will be much more prepared than uh, L.A. was for Tyree Kill in six career matchups against Hill. They've actually held him under 100 yards, and to me that's a win in four of the six matchups. So I think the defense looked good last week against the Eagles, and even though they couldn't score enough and they didn't cover, I thought offensively they did some good things. I kind of like the Patriots to bounce back this weekend. Tough scheduling spot for the Dolphins, but I can't give it out as a best play because there are too many injuries on that Pats offensive line right now. And don't say, folks, that injuries don't play a part, or maybe that talent doesn't play a part. Carb's right. I mean, New England should have won that game. It's tough to give out. I will also say this. The reason I covered against Washington last week is because guess who went conservative in the fourth quarter? Eric Bieniemy. When you don't have Patrick Mahomes, you got to do what you got to do. Okay? And if he had Patrick Mahomes, they would have won by 20. So my point is he won the game the way, only way he could because the defense of Arizona brought it to him. Okay. Yes. And they get so it's the National Football League. You get yeah. out with the win. Nobody's questioning his offense today. That yeah. may happen down the line. But I'm with you a hundred percent on what you say about New England. Mac Jones became another guy that Belichick. Uh, the I'll never forget his quote. We were hoping that yeah. Mac Jones would fall to us when Justin Fields was still around. Yep. So that will always haunt me. That quote from him. 
Uh, the Probably the best or at least the most intriguing college game of the weekend pits Tennessee uh, on the road at Florida and Gainesville where the Vols are in very unfamiliar territory. Now, the money keeps coming in here on Florida, driving this price down a little mm-hmm. bit, but Tennessee was mm-hmm. about a seven, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. They're now a six-point favorite in Gainesville. The Vols have not been a favorite this big in Gainesville at any point in at least the last 50 years. So kind of unfamiliar territory. Billy Napier, the head coach of Florida, has been a cover machine as a dog going back to his days at Louisiana. Since 2018, he's 17-6 against the number when taking points and a perfect 4-0 and against the spread as a home dog. So something interesting. No play for me in this game. If anything, I might lean Florida, but I sure would have liked it getting the touchdown or more. Now you're getting sort of the, the worst of the number, especially if this thing keeps going down with money coming in on the Gators, Mike. Yeah, you know, I'm happy there's a game. Uh, I mean, because Georgia deserves to be taken the heat they're taking for playing a puff uh, schedule so far. And I'm glad at least there's two competitive teams playing. I mean, last night, uh, if this was the NCAA hoops and a team like Miami played Bethune-Cookman, they'd actually go down in the ratings. But I'm hearing, oh, Miami with another win last night. They played... Really, it's like the Bears playing my buddies and me in our neighborhood back in the day. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. But so, Cookman, it's like you're right. I mean, you're, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. because they tried, they, they got beat, you know, they, t- they took the starters out in the first half. So I'm happy at least there's a competitive game. The scheduling for the NCAA powers is a joke if you watch it. I heard Chris, uh, uh, the Bear, bring up yeah. the same thing. So I'll echo what he brought up, that something's got to be done about some of these teams that get tagged with wins and then end up maybe getting close or making the playoffs because they had two or three puff cake uh, uh, teams. All right, coming up, uh, our guy Jim Miller from Hawthorne will give you some ponies for the weekend and then we'll give you best plays before we're out of here. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to wrap this baby coming up. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you, and it's that time to get some expert handicapping from one of the best in the business, from Chicago's hometown track, from Hawthorne. You follow him on Twitter, at Hawthorne Jim. We get out to the CarX Tire and Auto guest hotline and say hello to Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, NFL weekend. One, week one is down. Week one of the harness meets down, too. But you know what? Onward to week two, things are going uh, strong. And it's been a very busy time at Hawthorne, so that's a good thing. So racing again this weekend as the harness meet continues, plus the book is open. What was the vibe like in there for the kickoff of the NFL season last weekend? It, it was awesome. It's one of those things where you start to see things kind of start lining up at like 10, 10.30 nice. in the morning for everybody wanting to get their bets in on the NFL games. And then the cool thing about Hawthorne, is people will just sit there during the afternoon. They'll watch the races and bet the races while they're watching the noon games, and then you get to the 3 o'clock games, and then all of a sudden our harness races are going on, and you got Sunday night football, and it was a little bit of a laugher last week, but it's yeah. still you're seeing that crossover for the betting, and it's something that's been really cool and something that we're happy we've been able to maintain since the pandemic. 10.30 betting on a Sunday, 10.30 at the ATM on Monday, ladies and gentlemen. There's no question about that. Hey, let me ask you about this, you know, because let's talk a little sleight of hand if we can, a little scandal back in the day in harness racing, if you will. I saw the great Wilbur Wood pitch a doubleheader 
And you remember yep. Wilbur Wood. He's a man that once won 20 games, once lost 24 games, and won 20 in one season. The man had an arm of rubber, and he pitched uh, with the knuckleball, which made it possible to pitch a doubleheader. Are there stories ever, because of maybe the lack of horses for races, of one horse running in two races, maybe race one and eight? Have you ever heard any stories where a horse raced twice in one day? It happens actually still quite often. And, oh. and what you see is because on the harness end of things, nice. there's a lot of times where they'll have heats in a day. It's almost like, say, you're watching a track meet and you have a qualifying yeah. heat in a final. You yeah. do see that more in harness racing. And there's times when horses at times will race on a Monday and come back on a Wednesday. But there are some of those big days where you'll have a qualifying heat earlier on in the day. And then they'll come back six, seven, eight hours later and race in a final. So it definitely does still occur. No, you don't I ever see it on the thoroughbred end, but you do on the harness end. Real quick, I meant just the horse ever race under two names. Under two different no, names. No, 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 you no, You know, JoJo, no. the circus clown, yeah. and, that, and then uh, Petey, Lucky Petey in Lucky. the eighth race. Are they under? I, I can tell you this, though, and here's a great story for you guys. There was a, a horse that came over to Hawthorne in the spring. Walked over to the paddock, was getting ready to race, and they scanned the chip and realized it was the wrong horse. The guy wrong that brought horse. it over brought over the horse from the stall next to the horse that was supposed to be oh, over there. So God. they were able to catch that, and that's what you do. There's, there's a scanner that scans every single horse wow. when they come in for that exact reason because you have to make sure you have the right racehorse. There, the two horses looked alike, same color, that's same marking, everything. But the scanner chip was what caught it in the paddock, and then the horse you have to scratch the horse. Every time. Uh, well, I was just saying, what, what did they do before the scanner chips? I mean, uh, um, it was the tattoo. It was the lip tattoo. So you'd flip the lip up of the racehorse every every horse that walked into the paddock, and they'd have to read the tattoo and check that and check the wow. markings, and that was the uh, horse identifier's job. But it's for that exact reason. He's going to be right. All the time, but I can tell you this: when you catch that one, it's well worth it. That's Let me amazing. ask you something: Does the does yep. the guy that gives the horse the lip tattoo does he wear a football helmet? <laughs> as he's doing? Oh my God! I have watched this guy do the job, and I'll tell you, it's oh, not a job God. that I would want to deal no. with because you have wow. two people holding on to the racehorse while he was trying oh. to get the lip tattoo. So oh, it, it's so much better now, guys, that it's gone over to the chip, and it, it's just a very small chip, like when they chip a dog or a cat, for example. Same thing for a racehorse, and then there's a scanner that scans it, and you know exactly who it is. All right, Jimmy, where are we wagering this weekend? So live racing back at Churchill Downs, and there's a really good stakes card on Saturday. So three stakes races at Churchill. We're going to bet all these horses across the board. So start in race number seven. Bet the seven horse. You almost had me across the board, a horse that had trouble in its last out. Then you're going to go to race nine, bet the eight horse, risk it across the board. Great horse name, a great wagering name, too. And then in race 10, we're going to bet the four search results across the board and build up the bankroll for a profitable NFL Sunday. I love it. All right, so three races at Churchill on Saturday, folks. Race seven, lucky number seven across the board. Race nine, the eight horse across the board. Race 10, the four horse across the board. Is that right, Jimmy? That's right, boys. Let's make some money. All right, let's do it. Uh, Jim, have a great weekend, and we'll talk next Friday. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There's our guy. Uh, the Let me tell you Jim something. Miller. My mother told me when I was in second grade, you're going to get the polio shot, okay, down at St. Edith's Church. I fought her all the way. I could only imagine if they said you're getting a lip tattoo, you know? I mean, that has. if you're a horse, that's got to be painful, don't you think? Got to be. Absolutely. Right? That's wild. I, they I said it really takes two that. people to hold it's the horse be down. so crazy. Come on. All right, Mikey, where are we wagering this weekend? Let's get to some best bets for everybody going into week two in the NFL. Well, you know, uh, 
last week three and three. I was uh, two and one. Uh, I mean uh, three and one now because of the two prop bets on the odds couple, but all and two in the bonus. So I'll be on later on with Carmen York to get revenge with the one game. Uh, take it a little bit easier. Mostert cost me last week with ten carries, and the over under was eleven. I took the over for him yeah. in Miami. I'll take Seattle. I think you convinced me, not because I disagree with you necessarily, but the number to me seems odd for a team that just beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that Detroit's been reading their own press clippings. I'm scared to death of Hutchinson. There's no doubt about it, about their defensive line. I think Detroit's the boss of of that division right now. But I'm going to take Seattle plus the five right now. Uh, for for the pick, Carp. Sounds good to me. Seattle plus yep. the five. Uh, yep. We're going to go out to an NFC West game for my first play. You've got the 49ers visiting the Rams. The 49ers are pretty much a, as impressive as anyone. Yep. Rams were impressive last week, too. Uh, McVay is just 4-9. and nine. That includes the playoff matchup. 4-9 and nine straight up against Shani, but McVay has been a pretty impressive 6-3 and three ATS division dog in his career. Uh, the thing that really uh, you got to track here is Puka Nakua, who was the rookie that Who? opened up eyes for well, He was incredible last week. I had he, that on the side with my steak the other night. Uh, exactly. It's a good right. sauce on the side, yes. Uh, Puka <laughs> mispracticed for the Rams yesterday with an oblique injury. He might mm-hmm. be down for this game. Uh, even if he does play, uh, I don't think it's going to matter too much. The Niners are clearly the yeah. class of that division. They're clearly the class in this game. Brock Purdy still hasn't lost the game that he I has started it. and finished since week 13 last year. He ranks uh, in in a lot of the advanced metrics right up there with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. He's just been that good. And again, Shanahan's really gotten the better of McVay in these matchups. So at minus seven, minus a dollar twenty. I uh, really, really love the San Francisco 49ers this week. Yeah, I like that, too. And, you know, he reminds me pretty of Reeves from the Lakers, who just came out of nowhere, you yeah. know, and, and did well. But that's a great pick. As far as uh, anything else is concerned, no, I don't have nothing else. I'm playing that one game for the okay. odds couple. And I'm hoping that Justin Steele pitches great tonight there and stays go. in running for the Cy Young. I love it. I'm going to give one more. I will. Give I love out one when you more give game. one more. It's rare that I give out two favorites. It too, is. I like that. this. A little chalk. You know, we talked about uh, trying to avoid 0-2 starts, especially in these brutally tough divisions. Absolutely. When you're a favorite in week one and fail to cover and lose outright, the historical trends are pretty good for those teams bouncing back in week two. I'm going to play against a guy that Mike and I normally wouldn't be playing against, John Harbaugh in his career as an <laughs> underdog, as a division dog. 17-19, I'm sorry, 17-9-1, and one, excuse me, against the spread. It's very impressive, but I'm going to back the Bengals back at home, laying the three against the Ravens. Uh, that Bengals offense was terrible in week one. They finished with the second-worst EPA per play in the league, better only than the Giants, and they had the worst success rate. That will not continue. Uh, I don't think they're going to go down 0-2 in this division, and the Ravens just can't stay healthy. Uh, Marlon Humphrey is already banged up, and now they lost another safety. So down multiple guys in their second. Secondary. They lost J.K. Dobbins uh, on their offense for the year with the torn Achilles. I think the Bengals get it right and bounce back at home against the Ravens this weekend. Yeah, that was the shocker. While we, you know Justin Fields gets uh, a little bit of a beating, let's not forget the, some of the accomplished quarterbacks, and maybe they don't get what Justin gets with jo- guys like Josh Allen, who were just deplorable last week. He was just a bad terrible, Lamar Jackson. Terrible, was okay. Mike. Yeah, absolutely horrible. No doubt about it. There was a lot of quarterbacks. But the preseason to me is still going on. They wanted only three games, yeah. but they decided not to play the regulars for those three games. So as you saw last night, 
Minnesota is suffering from lack of practice, folks. That's all yeah. there is to it because they got the skill. We uh, say thanks to uh, everyone for listening, as always, to the Odds Couple, and thanks to Eric Ostrowski for producing. And back uh, back at the shop, Eric, doing a great job yep. as always. And thanks always. to Pergandy, and thanks to Jim Miller. So, Mikey, enjoy the weekend. Happy wagering uh, to you and to everyone else. And we will do this again next week right here on the ESPN Chicago app and on ESPN 1000. So long, everybody. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.